I'm Gab, he's Jules, gray and drizzly in uh, West London. Yeah. It would have been a very gray and drizzly over Chelsea. We're going to get into that uh, in, in a second. It's FA Cup. I oh, know. Favorite excited. time of the year. My favorite, most wonderful time of the year. We're going to talk about United sneaking through with a late yeah. goal. We're going to talk about Liverpool's kids. We're going to talk about uh, Serie A. Inter keep rolling. How about that Lautaro? And we're going to talk about Cristiano oh, and his gestures, course. which are entirely normal. Uh, but let's start at Stamford Bridge. Because, George, this was a this is a classic, I think, trap game. Because yeah. they're playing Leeds United. There is a big historic, for, for those who thought football was invented in the 1990s, uh, there's a big historic rivalry between these yeah. two sets of fans. They really don't like each other. And you kind of thought this is potentially a trap game coming after the exertions. Pochettino throws everybody a curveball by redesigning his lineup yeah um playing what looked to me like mudrick at number 10 yeah when the game started he explained later that it's because connor gallagher I, one of them was sick the other one was tired the other one had a boo-boo <laughs> and in the end it takes an injury time goal from connor gallagher yeah we came not on. your favorite but how about that yeah to send them through yeah, I don't think he was pretty at all from a Chelsea point of view. I thought Leeds played really well. They were really brave in possession. They even with uh, maybe a B team or yeah. an A. Like, can you address this, please? Because as you know, I don't follow the championship, but I do know Leeds players because some of them used to be Premier League players, yeah, and I right. do know that Leeds United. I believe they're second in the championship yeah. on seventy-two points. They they look they're gunning for that second automatic promotion spot. They. There's all these dudes on the bench whose names yeah. I recognize, like Bamford and Somerville and Yonto. Somerville, who has probably been Leeds' best player this season. So they played the B team. They played the, yeah, they played the change team. Right. Let's put it that Five way. to six starters out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. exactly. As did Chelsea. But Pochettino explained it's because they were unwell. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Not, not by choice, I, th okay. I guess. That's why, that's why he put it. And I thought Leeds, certainly for big chunks of the game, were the better team and created chances, came back into the game. Uh, well, first took the lead, then came back into the game. And I thought really gave Chelsea a good run. And again, we're going back to this, where I don't know where this Chelsea team is. I, I recognize that there were some good things against Liverpool in, in the final, and they should have won the final. We've said that already on Monday. But in this game, even with the players missing, I'm still not too convinced exactly what is this team about. The two goals are, are lovely goals. The first one is a lovely goal. The movement, the triangle, I've got nothing against that. This is what I want to see more. The second goal as well is good, you know, Gusto for Sterling for Mudrik. This is a lovely move again. But too often in that game, I was left watching television thinking like, okay, what are you trying to do here? To be clear, you said they should have won that final. I say they could have won yeah, that final. Yeah. Just, just, just a, to be clear, it's a, Liverpool it's a fans, fair point. You know. yeah. Um but uh, what surprised me, too, is effectively, you're going into this game. And again, I, I know you've got a million injuries. And Kunku, of course, was also again, out. Yeah. Who I would have expected the guy should start. The guy should start mm. every game uh, when fit. But it was also a totally different system. And playing Mudrik in that role, you're at this stage of the season, you should not be... I, I, I question the wisdom of changing your system, right? Completely. And you wonder, all right, but he didn't physically have a third midfielder. Is that where we are now? Because Ugachuko's out and Lavia's out. And is that really where we are? So that like, oh, look, I got to play Mudrik there? Of all yeah, I mean, I don't know. If really the team is that dependent on Gallagher, so then when he's not there, you're a bit lost and you don't know what to do to the point that you bring Mudrik. And even if he's cold, he didn't have a good game. This is not his position anyway. So that was never going to work out. 
like I I don't know Conor Gallagher has a lot of a lot of people like him. I understand the energy and what he represents for the club. This is not my cup of tea. Yeah, this is not the game in which we criticize Conor. Gallagher. No, 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 no. This no, is sure. not the day to die. No, no. For that. My point was more like if your team is so reliant on him, and again. Maybe Poch thinks the world of him and a lot of people might do. Again, it's not my cup of tea. I think I think there's a problem. Yeah. If you spend a billion pounds in the last 18 months and you're so dependent on one player, whoever that is, and Conor Gallagher in this instant, I think you're you're in trouble. And maybe the worst for me is that even on a winning night, Poch still have to find excuses of why they didn't play well. But the excuse that drives me mad, Gab, is when he says, well, Enzo and Caicedo are young. They need to learn. What do they need to learn? One is a World Cup winner who's already played in Champions League. The other one went to the World Cup, has played for three years now in the, in the Premier League. They don't need anything to learn. Yeah, I, I struggle with that. He, he pulled that out for Mudrik too, which fine. Mudrik's playing a different position. Mudrik's a very instinctive player. But you can't bring this up for, for, for oh, Enzo and, and Caicedo just... as an excuse at this stage of the season. The FA Cup is Chelsea's Champions League this season. Yeah. Uh, between now and the end of the season going forward, I think they should just focus all on that. Forget the league. It's not going to make much of a difference. You're not going to get relegated. You're not going to get into Europe. But just focus on the FA Cup because that's what's most important. Well, let's talk about Poch a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think we get to a point now uh, where this is a crucial time in the season. I don't know. I don't know where they will finish in the league. But like you said, right, very rightly so, the FA Cup has to be the main priority. I don't care if you finish 12th or 13th in the league or 10, even 10th or 9th, that doesn't make any difference. However, you win the FA Cup. And in a way, one, you qualify for Europe, which is a good thing. And two, you kind of save your season a little bit. So this is this this has to be the, the Newcastle game in the quarterfinal and then whoever they could face after that has to be the priority. Where do you think the Chelsea fan base whether they're like season ticket holders, like hardcore or not so much, I, I don't care. Where do you think Poch is now within that Chelsea fan base? Because it looked to me yesterday, I was frustrated. I'm not a Chelsea fan, as you know. I was frustrated watching that, listening to him after the game in, on television, in his press conference, everything. He feels on social media that a lot of Chelsea fans were quite uh, disappointed, angry. I think Poch was even trending at some point. Where, where do you think, what's the dynamic there, do you think? So... All right, well, first of all, it's I think it's Leicester actually in the um in sorry, the Leicester, well, yes, yeah, in Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle, Newcastle sorry. playing uh, Manchester City. Sorry, sorry. Um and again, so on paper you're playing a team that's a notch below yeah. you and a team that's frankly, likely United, more preoccupied by going up. By going yeah, up, yeah. right? That that's gonna be their priority. For sure. So it, in some ways it's set up nicely for you to get a run. One out of United or Liverpool will be out and whatever else. Um I think I mean, I go to Stamford Bridge um, regularly, as most listeners know, Stamford Bridge and the Emirates is, there's the two teams I watched in person yeah. the most. I think all right, there's still a lot of love for the previous owner yeah. and what he built over the years. Yeah. Um, when things got bad at Chelsea, you hear Roman Abramovich's name ring out. I think there's been a lot of support for Pochettino. There's been a lot of recognition that he had an enormous amount of injuries to deal with. Mm -hmm. I thought there would be more of a sense of him as a, you know, because he's so identified with Tottenham Hotspur, but really I was wrong on that. I don't think people care about that. Yeah. I think the issue at Chelsea is there's so many people to point fingers at that Poch kind of gets lost in the shuffle, right? Because there's people who ever go at Boldy. There's people who ever go with the recruitment. There's, there's so many different factors that... 
I think that has helped Pochettino. And I think it is legitimate, the injuries he's had and whatever. Mm. But still, at this stage of the season, I would expect Chelsea to be performing better. Yeah, 100%. But I also think... So you think the fans want him to stay next season, for example? I mean, it's hard to tell because there's a knee-jerk factor. I, I would like to assume that broad construction, the more intelligent fans realize that squad construction and this business model is is wrong. They, they, they've done a poor job of it. Yeah, yeah. We've mentioned sure. yeah, the fact that they have one center forward left and it's Nico Jackson who he's not a center forward. May not be. Some people say he's not a center forward. Some people say even if he is a center forward, he's not good enough for a team yeah. that wants to be with Chelsea are, right? He, he there should be an alternative. They had one alternative, Armando Broja, and they moved him on. It was just something I completely do not understand. Yeah, yeah. Me, me, me um, but then I look at midfield, right? We mentioned Caicedo and Enzo before. Fine. They're both fit. They're both playing. But then you have the situation where Conor Gallagher is missing, right? The, the, the third midfielder. And all of a sudden, everything collapses. And I wonder who's on the bench. And who are the alternatives to Caicedo? And, and it's Leslie, who's injured. But even if he wasn't injured. Yeah, he's too young. How many games has this guy played I in know, his career? I know. The other one, Romeo Lavia, who they spent the house on. Again, Unlucky, you're injured. How many? How experienced was he? How many games did he played? Yeah. A, 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 at that point, I mean, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, completely. If something happens to Caicedo, and Caicedo's not been good, a little no. better more recently, but he's not been. No, I, I've had, they paid, spent so much money on them that I don't think either one has been playing up to his feet. No. Either one of them gets injured. Who goes into central midfield? At the stage, right? So where are you going forward? You're going to have to assess these two other guys. Uh, Ugachukwu and um, and uh, and Lavia, who you haven't seen play, yeah, because they've been injured all the time, yeah. So you have a question there. You got the Connor Gallagher thing. Do you extend his contract? Do you move him on? Do you sell him? You may need to sell him for PSR, and I'll get to that in a minute. Maybe you don't need to sell him. Maybe you keep him. I don't know that. I don't think Pochettino dislikes him as much as you do in yeah. terms of his contribution on the pitch. But you're kind of up against the wall on that. Yeah. Um. So. All these things, the, the the striker situation, the situation in midfield, at the back in this game last night, did you see who was playing? I, Alfie Gilchrist, right? Yeah. Alfie Gilchrist, as far as I know, has always played right back. Yeah. In like a John Terry, I should be a center back. I should be John Terry at center back, but maybe not tall enough, so I'm, I'll yeah. play right back situation, yeah. right? Yeah. The dude had to play left back. So I think Shaloba came, in, came on a right back against Liverpool and Gusto moved from right to left. So I thought Gusto would play left back again against Leeds, but no, it's strange. But if you play Gusto at left back, you lose his attacking prowess. True. But right? Gilchrist is probably better right back than a left back anyway. So Probably, but Gilchrist is a defensive right back. Yeah. He's not going to attack. So true, he wants true. to have one guy attacking. It's just so badly constructed. And I, again, Maybe Colwell was tired or had a boo-boo or maybe that's why he was out. That's why we saw Chalaba. Chalaba's another one, right? Chalaba's supposedly been injured all year. It's funny because he's injured, but then they're flogging him around to any team that would listen. Yeah, they try to send him. Um, there's just a lot of questions there about how this team was put together. Yeah. Uh, I, another question. I, I don't think Robert Sanchez is particularly good. So he gets injured. Petrovic plays in this place. Does okay. Does well, yeah. This is the game for which you make the change. Sanchez, who hasn't played since before his injury. In a way, you rotate for the Cups, don't you? A lot of keepers do that because... Yeah, we were in a Cup game before and Petrovic plays and Sanchez was on the bench. True, but maybe uh, he was not f just fit enough to... But in, in three days, the goalkeeper suddenly... I, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't the, know. If she wanted to give him some game time, wasn't that the game? Oh, give him some game Not time sure. in the league when you don't. We're just playing out a string of irrelevant games at this stage, right? Yeah, true, true, I, true. These are the things That's that true. when I when I look forward, again, I I you know how I, I love. But, but you, no, I was just going to say, going back to um, you know, game time and and finding consistency in your own performances over as long as possible, ninety minutes, sixty minutes, whatever. The Leeds first goal, when Disassi tries this pass to Caicedo, I mean, Caicedo not even looking, not even checking who is behind him. If Gray is far, by the way, I think Archie Gray. I mean, I know the Gray family, uh, obviously, have all been great footballers, so they would probably know that. I seen their genes, but what a talent he looks. How can Disassi pass the ball like me to you, Gab? And if you're Caicedo, that Caicedo can't see that there's someone behind his back, which shows that they don't even actually know. How so to build from the back. This is really odd because also, where was Caicedo before coming here? He was at Brighton. Yeah. A team that builds from the back all the time. Yeah, but with a proper structure. Again, we go back. I've said this million times this season on the show. There is no structure to this team. Pochettino can tell me anything he wants. There's progress. There's this. They're young. There's this. I do not care. They have no structure whatsoever. And... And he's had the time to do that because they yeah. think they've, they haven't had European football. So you've had one game a week all season. That I think is something that's, and also Disase and Caicedo, I mean, are two guys who've been fit most of the season. Yeah, they've played right? a lot. They've played I mean, with a lot of other guys have been out. I know. When I look at this, and you know, we play the game, right? Let's project three years into the future. Pochettino and Chelsea are in a Champions League semi final. Yeah. They're winning the league. How many of these guys are realistically there and starting? And when I look at this, I don't think either goalkeeper. Is necessarily, I'm not saying he definitely won't be there, he's necessarily viable. Reese James, if fit in theory, Malagusta would have to really improve a lot. Yeah. Of the center backs, we have no idea if Fofana is ever going to play football again or, or if he does. He's probably the level. most talented of all of them. Disassi, Badiashil, and Fofana, just for the three French guys, he's surely the most talented when fit. Fine. I'm not sure any of them fit the bill at that level. Tiago Silva will be 42 in a couple no, of years Thiago time. Tiago Silva is gone in this he's gonna, He'll be gone. Colwell, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, Colwell Chile? is the future. I'm not sure how big he is on Chile, frankly. No, he doesn't um, seem like My man Ian Madsen's gone. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. back. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think Dortmund are going to buy him out, right? In midfield, Caicedo, fine. I have to believe he's going to improve. Enzo, fine. Yeah. Gallagher, his future's in doubt. Yeah. Cole Palmer, I don't love him as much as other people do, but fine. He can be a part of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Sterling? I, I don't know that Sterling meshes with Pochettino. Nice. Nico Jackson, we've covered. I think we know the answer to that. Oh, well, it, might, it might develop really nicely. It's hard to tell because I think he's as got somebody potential. coming off the bench. He's got potential. Is. Same as Mudrik. Mudrik has a, has a lot of potential, but you just don't know if the potential will ever be unlocked. If it is, when it will be. And if he, even if, like, mentally, if he's ready, you know, to take on... What he has to he has to do to become a superstar like a world class player, which he's not now. He might have the potential for it, but we just don't know. There's a long, long and Kunku could be, but if he stays fit, and Kunku, I think definitely will be if fit. I, I mean, I'm I'm team in Kunku. There. No, me too. But, but but you see, like even in terms of pathway, there's still so many question marks, and that's what's hard to do. And 
they will have some very obvious financial restrictions. And I want to address yeah. this. Just before PSR, just sorry. quickly. Do you think there's anything in the injuries? It's just bad luck. Is it just one of those seasons that can happen? We see it with Liverpool. We saw it with Newcastle. Well, they have a collaboration Although, with something called Infinite Athlete, right? So the athletes last maybe. infinite. No. Although I think especially Newcastle are looking into the whole injury thing, whether it's from the medical staff, there's an issue there in terms of recovery. I, I don't know anything. Do you think it could be or is just this is just one of the so, things? I've said this before, I really, really, really believe this. Sometimes you get clubs that have rashes of injuries and then people start questioning the medical staff, the team doctor. I mean, you come from that background, yeah, yeah. being the son of a team doctor. Uh, I'm not a doctor. And even if I were a doctor, I'm not a doctor who has visited Romeo Lavia or seen Wesley Fofana's charts. Yeah, so yeah. I am in no position to judge this, right? People have said, oh, but when there's so many muscular injuries, it's got to be the fault of the medical staff. And again, yeah, it's not all just the training, here. maybe. We, yeah, Newcastle or the training or yeah. Milan. This question is so far above my pay grade yeah, that yeah. I, I don't feel qualified to answer that. It might be randomness. It might be whatever else. I do think there is a bit of a disconnect. Again, the doctors are the experts here. And yet you've got the coaches and the coaching staff and, and the director of football or whatever running the training sessions. Uh, there's got to be trust. There's got to be belief. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I'm very skeptical of this. I'm skeptical of, you know, there's different types of software and stuff that supposedly help mitigate this. I don't know. I kind of assume it's such an easy fix if it was that simple. Yeah, yeah, that yeah Everybody yeah. would do it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just an, an, an enormous amount of injuries. It really is. Um, I just addressing the PSR, which is our, the, the profit and sustainability regulations, the new version of financial fair play. There is a story out there this week that because of the way it works, Chelsea are Chelsea have to watch your spending and they're in danger of breaching. Um, there's a story that suggested that by June 30th, they have to raise 100 million. Yeah. I just wanted to address this a little bit. Chelsea deny this, apparently. I think Chelsea, there is one good thing, let's see Chelsea fans or something positive, is I don't think it would have any trouble raising that 100 million. And remember when you sell, also you take off the wage liability yeah. for the player in, in the next season as well. So there's a savings there too. So, but just of that 100 million, I think the way Matson's played for Borussia Dortmund, I think the, the release, the clause to make the deal permanent is around 35 million. I don't know if they're gonna offer 35 million, they may offer close to it, but I, I think, that's done. Yeah. And also people forget Lewis Hall to Newcastle. That's an obligation to buy. Yeah, that's right. That's another 30 million. You're two thirds of the way there. You can pretty easily make other savings yeah. before we get into the world of, you know, and the, Lukaku and Ziyech and all these other guys on loan. Right? Yeah, two academic products as well. So all the money comes straight into Exactly. Profit. It's, it's, it's straight profit yeah. uh, on that situation. So in that sense, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. What it does mean is they can't have massive liabilities, you know, in the upcoming year. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to make sure they can make some signings, but they're going to have to hunker down and work with what they have. Uh, I don't think they have any stars that they're going to sell or other teams are going to come and swoop in for for the simple reason that... They haven't been good. Well, yeah. Other than, other than Enzo, yeah. who would who would anybody yeah. else come and want to buy, right? Definitely. In this case. So, um, so, yeah. So that's a little bit a little bit of a slight silver line yeah. amidst all the gloom. Selling a little or a lot... 
Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million dollar stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels. All right, enough Chelsea. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gav. A late Casemiro goal gives Manchester United a 1-0 win away to Nottingham Forest and sends them into the quarterfinals yes. of the FA Cup. Jules, he's had his critics. He's had, he's had his injuries. He's had. But as Ten Hag points out, they've lost just one game in 2024. That's very true. They beat Wigan and Newport. Uh, Stop. I'm kidding. You're and so Luton. Mean. And Luton. I'm so mean. I'm so mean. Let's know. Yeah, one draw against <laughs> Spurs and, uh, and then the defeat against Fulham. And that's it. So it's a good, I know it's a good start of the year. I'm sorry, that game is so underwhelming. They had chances and McTominay could have scored earlier on that. Late, How many late times have we got, said McTominay could have scored? I know, this McTominay, if, again, going back to Gallagher, if you rely on McTominay scoring <laughs> goals for you, for you to win, there's something wrong in here. I know they've got injuries again with Hoyland mostly missing, which means Rashford plays up front and he's really not good in that position. This is not his position. Can I, can I say my I told you so? Yeah, you told you can't me can't go so. into the season with Martial and Hoyland. As That's you very true. Okay. That is very true. You were right. Yeah. You know, you, we all know you wanted Bas Dost at the club. <laughs> Unfortunately, that could not happen. Anthony, I mean, what's the point? There's no point there. But, but they won't. They find a way yeah. again to winning, which is the most important. But... Um, but it's City away at the weekend and that could be a very different Is game. Amrabat your left back now the rest of the season? I mean I don't know if you remember against Galatasaray in the Champions League he was playing left back he made that terrible back pass that cost them I, maybe the penalty and the red card or something like that he made another one yesterday that was so bad Aboni could not do anything with it but, and I know there's I know there's injuries and stuff but I don't know Amrabat the guy never plays in his own position and when he plays, it's in a different position. Oh, I mean, I don't know. This this is just a shamble. Speaking of the game, that game, they lost. The Guardian, another report that some senior players asked for the day off after that home defeat, the home defeat against Luton on Saturday, but were denied. What do you make of all of this? I think this is a bit mischievous. I think this is, again, this is people's PRs, people's agents saying, oh, look, they did this. I hope it's not the club leaking it. I have no problem with Ten Hag uh turning it down because obviously the game day after games anyway it's just a warm down maybe some video study um ten Hag's entitled to make his right decisions i don't see why this is story and the reason i bring it up is because it's the kind of thing where they lost this game where they said oh these lazy players they wanted the day off 
No, well, you usually to... you don't ask for a day off after after a loss. Maybe sometimes you want to clear your mind. Well, I don't, I don't have an know. issue with it. Manchester City also advanced with a wow. 6-2 drubbing of Luton Town. Jules, what impressed you more? Erling Holland's five goals, Kevin De Bruyne's four assists, or Jordan Clark's wonder strike for the like first goal? Clark. Let's, uh, let's just not you mix that. your eggs and whatever. Um, <laughs> five goals from Holland, pretty incredible. You were you were teaching me that. George Best scored six in an FA Cup game? He did, yes. Oh, wow. Apparently that's the record. And, okay. and some people said that he must have been angry because he was taken off because he couldn't also, beat George Best's record. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Haaland, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. He came off after 77 minutes. I've got no issues when you score five. <laughs> a game that he should have never played. Let's be honest. If he was on form, match fit, full of confidence, he would have never played, certainly never started that Luton game. And neither would have KDB. The fact that KDB plays because he only played five minutes against Bournemouth the weekend before, that he needs some match fitness. He played four assists. They understand each other so well. They just have that connection, which is so beautiful to see, even if you're not a City fan. But by the way, KDB's four assists, I think three of them were kind of they look really, really simple and basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't this like sort of like your know, defense splitting super packing. Yes, true. You know, eyes on the back of your head. But I think that shows how good City are going forward. Defensively, a couple wobbles. Yeah, a couple of wobbles. The best one is the one where Haaland doesn't even have to look at KDB and the ball just arrives. He just, <laughs> Haaland keeps running and the ball just arrives like, oh, it's just, if it was like, perfect. Shout out to Mateus Nunes too. On the yeah, yeah. The Athletic and others report that Real Madrid have reached a verbal agreement to sign Bayern Munich's Alfonso Davis this summer coming, well, at some point, and his deal expires in 2025. What do you think of that? First of all, this doesn't mean anything. Um, it's a formal, it was a verbal agreement. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, like they speak come? to his agent, like, do you want yeah. to everyone come? Yeah, okay, we'll pay you this much. Okay, great. <laughs> so, first of all, they're not even supposed to speak to Alfonso Davies because, you know, he's 18 months away. He's in the country. So technically, yeah. they're not even supposed to yeah. talk to him. Um, I think if Bayern want to move on in the summer, you know that Davies wants to come to Real Madrid. You have an idea of how much he wants to get. So then you can negotiate with Bayern and say, hey, Bayern, can we do a deal? Because you don't want to lose them on a free in a year's time. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Bayern also have leverage. If I'm Davies, I'll say, sure, Real Madrid, here, I come. I'm better than, than Jules's boy, Ferlin Mendy. Sure. But that's all it is. It also gives you more leverage. If What's the Davies. value, do you think, in the summer with a year left to go? 50, with a year to go? 50 million? I would assume it's the 50 million range. I mean, yeah. but then again, Mason would Mount be fair. scored more, <laughs> cost more than that. True, so, true. you know, true. make of it what you will. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Jules, we got more quick hits. Yes. Jurgen Klopp sends out the kids against Southampton, and they win 3-0. 
Jules, five youth team players in the starting That's lineup. Right. Uh, not counting Quivian Keller because he's a grown-up now. Yeah. Uh, seven at full time. This is pretty remarkable stuff. Incredible, including a 16-year-old who looked, to be fair, who looked really good looked as like well. Who looked about eight years old. Who looked eight years old. It's, I mean, it's one thing to play them, to be fair. And we saw, remember Arsene Wenger in the, back in the years in the League Cup always used to send a lot of the kids from the under-21s. It's another thing for them to do well and to do well like this, to play with maturity, to play even if they lack experience to play with confidence, to play with momentum, etc. And that, I guess that comes from the manager and the dressing room itself. But I thought they were outstanding uh, from Louis Kumas, of course, son of... Jason Kumas. Of course. Uh, to Jalen Dans, son of as well. The two goals that he scored, especially the second one, which is a proper, really mature number nine goal where you follow on the... Yeah, yeah. You know, you, he doesn't even look. Yeah, it's just... Brilliant. Well done to them. I don't know how many of them will really make it big at Liverpool. Some, so, I mean, we know already some won't for sure, but at least it's a great opportunity that they that they, they had and that they took. See, when the lineup came out, I thought, okay, so he's resting what few fit starters yeah. he has left, which completely 1,000% makes sense. And yeah. it was ready to go and defend them after they got knocked out, um, which I thought would happen because... Reportedly, Southampton are in the playoff they places were good. in the championship. They were good, Southampton. Um, they could have been 2-0 up before Liverpool scored their first goal. But yeah, goal. but now they won. No, no, <laughs> I know, I know. But, but credit to Southampton and Russell Martin because uh, they were good, to be fair. Build in Germany report that Liverpool have reached out to Iñaki Ibanez, sorry, who is Xabi Alonso's agent. We kind of expected it, right? 1,000%. Of course, they're going to reach out to him. I mean, I think everybody knows the story. Everybody knows he's a former Liverpool player. Yeah. Everybody knows that Liverpool... Uh, his former clubs, Liverpool, Real Sociedad, Real Madrid, and Bayern are the clubs for which he can get out of his deal. So, yeah, yeah totally. They'd be stupid if they didn't And Bayern the same. Bayern have done the same already, for sure. Yeah, although, you know my thoughts on that one. Yeah, yeah. Sticking with Liverpool, the Daily Mail reports that they're still hoping to bring Michael Edwards back to the club. Supposedly, former Milan sporting director Ricky Massara yeah. and Nice's Florent Gisolfi, Gisolfi. Gisolfi are the plan Bs. Or one yeah. is plan B, one is plan C, I guess. Apparently, it looks like um, Edwards has already like rejected the first offer that they've already made right. since Klopp announced his, uh, his departure to come back to the club. But apparently... I read in the Times, I think Paul Joyce saying that he wants like full control, not just, I think, being the sporting director, but being like really in charge of a lot of things. I'm not sure if Liverpool and the Fenway group are ready to give him that or not. Uh, I don't think it would be a bad idea, I guess, to bring back Michael Edwards. I he... He left because he wanted to take a break from football. He wanted right? to take a break. He said, I've been doing the same job for 10 years. I want to do something different, blah, blah, blah. He, he turned down offers from Chelsea yeah. and Manchester United who were, were after him. But now I think, I, I don't know what he was planning to do if he wanted to go and like work for SpaceX and fly the shuttle, a rocket into space or something. <laughs> the reality is when you're really good at one job, even if people think you're clever and can do many different things, they'll generally see you in that job and yeah, they want yeah. you in that job and I think but could you see him a bit higher up then not just a sporting director but maybe I don't know how maybe, much higher up I mean he's maybe, not going to be the CEO no but club. like a director of football maybe where you over, overlook even the, the reserves the academy sure, the women's team sure why not I'm interested in these two other two guys because like, I can't speak for Florent Gisolfi I'm wondering why he hasn't been linked to the Manchester United job since he worked. I don't for know. Ineos. I think in terms of data and stuff like that, he fits far more the Liverpool model than the United model. Uh, Ricky Massara, uh, my understanding is he's a good guy, but he's an execution-only guy. And when he was at 
he was at Milan. They had, you know, they were driven by data yeah. and by Jeffrey Moncada scouting. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of was the guy, you know, who Mal he worked with Maldini. Maldini would say, all right, let's go get him. And he'd do the negotiation. Yeah, yeah. So it's a different kind of role. Yeah. Inter destroyed Atalanta 4 0 on Wednesday night to go 12 points clear at the top of Serie A with 12 games to go. We've said already that the title race is gone, but you really believe it now? Yeah, I, like my, my rule of thumb. My rule of thumb is that when it's more than one point per game, um, the title's done. Yeah. So there are twelve games, twelve points. One more win, if they can increase that by one more, or the number of games go down, then I think they'll be done. But I think already, you know, they play on Monday. I mean, Simone Inzaghi rotates all the time. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anatovich started last night. He's gonna rotate even more. Um, I feel a little bit for Atalanta. They had some calls, which I think were the correct calls, but they were VR calls, went against them, so yeah. they were all grumpy yeah, as a yeah, result. Yeah. I still think they're good value to qualify for the yeah, Champions League in fifth I place. I agree. Newcastle United also advance in the FA Cup, but they need penalties against Blackburn. Jules, they still have a ton of injuries, and they keep slipping down the Premier League table. But this is a huge boost yeah. for your buddies, Eddie Howe, and especially your friend Jason Tindall. Yeah, except that once the draw was made uh, and you find out that you have to play away at City in the quarterfinal, that kind of put them still on. They, they, played, they played away at the Parc de Prince and they nearly matter. won, Had they right? played Coventry at home, I think they would have been even more, <laughs> like, you know... They would have been happier. Yeah, happier. That's the right, the, the right words. It's not impossible that you go to City and win, of course. It's, it's difficult still. But a bit like we said for Chelsea, this could be a what saves their season in a way because they've been very underwhelming so far Champions League was fun while it lasted but in the end it cost them a lot I think so let's hope yeah, that maybe his job's not going to be in jeopardy I think even if they don't win the FA Cup or, or even if they finish mid-table uh, I'm not sure about that I'm not sure about that Gabby was announced this morning that Paul Pogba had been suspended, has been suspended for four years for doping remember all the story when he was uh, done on the turn, uh, the turn of the year he's I think he's going to likely to appeal, but four years at his age, he was born in March 1993, so he's just turned 31, or he's about to turn 31. It's not good news. Yeah, so this was the appeal to the, the, the he was just actually an appeal to the appeals body of the Italian Anti-Doping Authority. I believe he can now take his case to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Yeah. Uh, he turned down the chance to actually plea bargain, if you remember, where he would have admitted partial guilt, yeah. and he would have had a year and a half suspension. Um, so he's kind of gone all in. Um, I, I find it unbelievable that if this ends his career, his career would end in this way. No, no. Uh, I remember how good he was. I've had the privilege of meeting him several times. I remember how engaging he is, how yeah. intelligent he is. And look, if you're responsible, you're responsible, right? I, I think people are always going to see him in that way. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, my first instinct is just one of profound sadness. Yeah, and the last 18 months of his life with everything that happened in his own family, with his brothers, his childhood friends, plus this, it's just incredible. This was way back on Monday night, but I know you I know you love Davey Moyes. And, oh, and I know you love Jared Bowen favorite. even more. How about a hat-trick, huh? Uh, first, ever, Brentford? first ever senior hat-trick for Jared Bowen at a time where he, maybe his team and his manager needed the most against Brentford. So clinical, so outstanding. I mean, he's such a great player, to be fair. The return of Paqueta from injury is massive. I think for Bowen and Bowen's form and for the team in general. Uh, I was a bit disappointed by Brentford, but it's a massive win considering how much they were under pressure, Moyes and West Ham. So, well done to Bowen. Brentford aren't going to go down, are they? 
No. I don't think so. But, no. you know, it's, they, they're far too down the table though, compared to what they, they're capable of. Finally, some joy for Napoli. Gabi had to destroy Sassuolo 6-1 with two goals for Graz, Kelia, and a hat-trick for Victor Ozyman. You know what this means, Gab? Uh, what I tell you, the best is yet to come. Uh, a typical Sassuolo game where like, they're totally uh, wide open and... Victor Seaman just goes and destroys him. Hey, you want to play from the back? <laughs> Let yeah. me go and make you my witch. Uh, <laughs> going and stealing the ball on the counter. Nice to see Faratskelia scoring again. Yeah. Because all they had to do is get rid of the master disaster. Exactly. Things would, exactly. Things would pick up. I it's don't easy think, sometimes. You know, I, I we said on the weekend, like they're not making up with those points up. They're not going to get back in the Champions League. But this is a big, big lift for them. Now carry over the positives yeah. against Barcelona. Exactly. Why not? Exactly. Jules, I know you like your techers. So tell me about Abdul Fatawu and Leicester City. Beating Bournemouth to advance. Yeah, this, they, they advanced thanks to his amazing goal uh, in extra time as well. Young Ghanaian, 19 years old. Had a bit of a story going around at the AFCON because he didn't want to go with Ghana. He stayed, wanted to stay with Leicester to like play. and Because he liked the so Maybe. much. Maybe, and then he got injured. So in the end, he probably would have more... It would have been better for him to go than not to go to stay anyway. He's very, very talented. He's on, only on loan at Leicester. From and sporting. Leicester, by the way, I, I can I'm, reportedly they're they're top of the championship. They they're are top of your favorite back. league. Yeah, your favorite league. So they will. Oh, they have a big chance of coming back up. And Enzo Maresca doing a really good job. So, which Italian manager do you think? Pep loves more Enzo Maresca or Roberto De Zerbi considering he worked with Maresca Maresca was part of his coaching staff I know but point. so you would think Maresca but, but I know the, the love for De Zerbi is strong engaging I know, I know, I know. Yeah. you know there was a dinner earlier in the season between Pep Maresca De Zerbi and De Rossi who is very good friend with De Zerbi that's right there you go Mallorca through to the Copa del Rey final I think for the first time since 2003 or something crazy like that after beating Real Sociedad on penalties Gab we love La Real but this season is falling apart for them yeah, I find it incredible that, you know, they're, they're close to being out of the Champions League. They may not qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. They're seventh now in La Liga. So I thought, hey, this is, you can win the Copa del Rey. Nil nil the first leg. In the return leg, they missed an early penalty, gave up a goal, and then and then it was so it, it was so frustrating. But, but on penalty kicks at the end, but yeah. well done, Mallorca. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sport in Barcelona report that Jean Laporta will try to convince Xavi to stay. And oh. on our website, we have a news story saying that the new manager search has yet to be gone. So, yeah, so is, is this the strategy? Try this, to convince Xavi to change his mind? Is this a bit confusing right now or no? I mean, they won 13 points out of 15 since he announced that he was leaving. So the the impact that you wanted on the team is clearly there. Right. So this is all part of like I don't know. Xavi's secret plan? You would think that Xavi is waited the decision long enough and yeah. well enough to know that if he decided to go is because he would not make a U-turn and stay? Because... Uh, I, I think Xavi is a serious... First of all, I think Xavi is a serious person who had to work in very 
difficult circumstances with some decidedly unserious people. Yeah. He's not and perfect. That's not going to change either. He knows Once you that. come out and you talk about your family and stuff, yeah. I, I don't see him doing a U-turn. So yeah, And the I, club is not going to improve drastically between now and, and July or August. So I can't see how you could convince him to stay. What could be the argument for Laporta? For Ch to Chavi to stay. We can't afford to go get a new manager. <laughs> yeah, probably that. But hey, we're going to sell you the best players as well, by the way. No, you like Frankie? He would be gone. Pedri? He would be gone. Like, what kind of argument could you I, have? To I, I got to say, when you, when you venture into the Catalan media, it's this weird parallel world. There, there's, a, there's a story out there, too, that um, Laporta met. Like, somebody had video of Rafaela Pimenta, who's yeah. Erling Holland's agent, as well as the agent to Mizrawi and a ton of other people. To a lot of other people, yeah. Uh, and Maxwell, former Barcelona player, yeah. going to into what looks like Laporta's office. And so instantly it's like, oh, they've got a deal for Holland in place. I'm sure it's yeah. Holland, yeah. <laughs> Ibrahimovic maybe coming back to the club? Who knows? Yeah, Ibrahimovic has yeah. a job. Come yeah, on, yeah. leave him alone. Everton leap from 17th place to 15th in the table without kicking a ball, Gabby, as their points penalty is reduced in appeal from 10 to 6, which is great news, but they're not out of the, out of the woods just yet, are they? Yeah, because of course that was the points penalty for the previous three-year cycle. Now yeah. they have this real-time system. As a reminder, Nottingham Forest and Everton are both um, have both been charged yeah, with for this season. Profit and sustainable rules for this season, so they could face a further penalty. Um, personally, I think given the reaction, given the way they've played, and of course these extra four points, even if they get docked more points, I mean, I think they get yeah. docked like twenty points or something. I think they're going to be okay. And much as I often don't like the way he plays, and I'm not turned on by his gravelly voice, unlike some. Um, I think we need to give some credit to the SNM man, Sean Deitch, because he's getting. Yeah. I, those are tough circumstances. I know, but they are still only 15. That'll be fine. I know, I know. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine, but yeah. Brighton are out of the FA Cup, losing 1 0 to Wolves. Jules, some love for Gary O'Neill. His team are in ninth place in the Premier League, too. And yet, everybody gets so excited over Roberto de Zerbi. Yeah. Who's not going to be without Mitoma the rest of the year and has a bunch of injuries. Yeah. But shouldn't Gary O'Neill get massively, just as much love? Massively. Remember he's got how, worse players. Yeah, he studied the sheep really well at Bournemouth when he went there. Maybe it was a bit harsh that they let him go. And then I think when a lot of people saw him getting the Wolves job, there was maybe a bit of skepticism. And he, he's just proved everybody wrong. It's not just that he... It's, I think tactically, he looks really good. He looks very um, mature in the way he coaches this team. They've got, at times different plans they have the same formation but different plans in it he's improving the players individually collectively is is sound so, as well can you I'm explain really to me why Bournemouth got rid of him because he'd done well there in terms of results yeah I, I think they just thought that Iraola was going to be a better fit and that they just liked Iraola and his philosophy a little bit more Iraola is very good but wow yeah, yeah. no I know I know well done to Gary O'Neill and to Wolf that's for sure this was way back this was way back on Monday night but Paulo Dybala's Hat-trick gave Roma a 3-2 win at home against Torino. Gabi, looks like Serie A will get five Champions League spots next season. Let's hope for you. And now Roma are just two points away. Yeah, so are a bunch of other clubs, but still. Yeah, the um, race for that. The race for the title is gone, but for top four, I mean, for look, fourth, fifth place is great. Since Jean Mourinho left, they've scored in every single game. Yeah. And they've gotten four wins in five Serie A matches. The one game they lost was Inter. against Inter. And, they lost 4-2, so they, yeah. they still got on the score sheet there. And, of course, they advanced past Feyenoord um, in the Europa League, albeit on penalties. Now, um, I want to be fair here. 
I don't know that it's so much a turnaround in results that I think is a credit to De Rossi because other than, again, other than the Inter game, this was an easier schedule. Yeah, I guess I Torino was the first decent team outside other than of Inter. Inter yeah. yeah. That said, um, it's the it's how they've completely changed the way they play. They play such attacking football. He has relaunched Pellegrini as an attacking force. Um, they're just playing the kind of football that we never saw in yeah. Mourinho. And then Mourinho said it was not possible to play with this group of players. So I think that's a real credit to Daniele De Rossi. I think back to what you said earlier about the um, about the, the lunch. De Rossi, yeah. De Zerbi, Maresca, and Pat. That's a pretty cool lunch. So, okay, let's say it. De Rossi is far cooler than all of them. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. For um, sure. But... It means De Rossi's totally married to this style of play. Yeah. To to that kind of philosophy. Um, yeah, I learned this week that De Rossi and De, and De Zerbi were really good friends to the point that their children, so De Zerbi's daughter and De Rossi's son, who are similar similar age, are live in London, study in London together and live in the same place. They're not, uh, they're not in love, they're just friends. But I just find it amazing that the kids of De Zerbi and De Rossi are in London studying, sharing the same flat or house or whatever. Um, it's, that's amazing, man. So they face each other in the Europa League, of course. That Roma-Brighton tie is going to be pretty special. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Shall we check in on our pal John Texter? Oh, come on. Seriously, all this abuse towards him early in the season. Crazy. Now Leon are through in the Coupe de France on penalties. Yeah. Prior to that, they'd won five in a row. Yeah. It's, it's not just Stone Wise. It's not it's just the man Stone. who put him there. It's Texter. It's Texter as well. Well done, Johnny. I mean, it was about time that we could congratulate you. 11 wins in 13 in all competitions. It's remarkable how much they've turned things mm-hmm. round. Stone Wise has done an incredible job. Luis Enrique needs to look in the rearview mirror, right? Yeah. Well, there's still a little dot far, far. Yeah. Like probably a 40 points. Uh, swing. <laughs> you never know, I guess. You never know. But some of the recruitments is paying off already. Ben Rama scored his first goal at the weekend for them. Okay, the, the the cup game against Hasbro was nil-nil. It was pretty bad. They won on penalties. But Perry, the Brazilian goalkeeper that they brought from Botafogo, another club of John Textor, saved the penalty in the shootout. He did, he's doing really well. So, well done to them. It's good news. Leaked reports in Germany, Gabi, said that after the news that Thomas Tuchel was going to leave at the end of the season, uh, he and the chief executive of Bayern Munich, Jan Christian Driesen, spoke to the team and to the dressing room. And that's a... Pretty big things to say to them. Yeah, this is funny. Um, you know, this kind of... I haven't of... seen that story before you mentioned it. So, Tuchel apparently said, everyone can show up for the new coach now. <laughs> and Drayson said, we will now look closely at your work. You're all responsible. And again, I don't know if Drayson's role will be diminished when Airbell comes in and obviously Tuchel's going to be replaced. Yeah. I mean... We will now look closely. What, you weren't looking closely at the yeah, players before? before? What does um, that mean? The, good, the bad ones are going to be sold and the good ones are going to stay? Yeah, it's a little bit like you won't have me to kick around anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying, Tommy. But like, look, I go back to the same thing. By putting him in this position, they have undermined him further. I don't think this is fair to him. I'm not sure why he accepted yeah. this situation. Uh, I, agree. I, I, say, I If I were Tuchel, I would have said, guys, you don't do this. You either fire me or we have a conversation in the season. Yeah, or you, or you, you know, back me until the end of the season. Or, yeah. or you back me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is pretty ridiculous. So, look, they're trying something different. Um, I, I genuinely think they're scared of making a decision until Max Abril, like, fully takes over. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, 
I understand where you're coming from, but probably not the best way to go about things. That's true. Jules, we haven't talked to Mbappe yet. Hey! How about reports that if he goes to Real Madrid, he wants to bring little brother Ethan with him? Well, that would make life easier, obviously, for the whole Mbappe family because everybody could then move to Madrid because Ethan and Kylian will be there instead of half of the family in Paris with Ethan, the other half in Madrid with Kylian. Ethan's an adult. Does he need his whole family with him? I mean, that's what they do. You know, it's fine. But it's fine. It's absolutely fine. When you have... They a big like kind of private hotel for yourself. It's just easy. Also, right? aren't his parents split? Yeah. So like No, but they live nearby. Like they live, you know, they they would still move to Madrid. I would think they moved to Madrid. They wouldn't decide, like, okay, you go hang out with Killian, I'll hang out with Ethan and then Oh maybe that way, maybe that way. The thing is Ethan is out of contract in the summer too. There were times where there were negotiations between PSG and uh, Faiza, their mum, for Ethan to extend his contract, which was a bit weird because in the same time, Killian was obviously finishing his career with PSG while they were trying to prolong Ethan's one with PSG. And when um, Killian announced to the dressing room and Luis Enrique that he was leaving, Luis Enrique turned to Ethan and said, what about you? And he said, no, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Parisian, I'm staying here. So he's Paris born and bred. He's Paris born and bred as well, of course. So things might change, might not change. Uh, the thing is, is, it looks like Luis Enrique likes Ethan and he's giving him a bit of game time and certainly he's, he's, a, he's part now, fully part of the first team squad. I'm not sure that would be the same at Real Madrid. In terms of um, projection in your career, if you're Ethan, Ethan Mbappe right now, I think you have more chances at PSG to make it than at Real Madrid, right. surely. Yeah, I have to say, so I was thinking back to the last time there was a story similar to this, and it was when Gigi Donnarumma signed that monster contract at yeah, Milan. And his back bro. In Milan, Milan. <laughs> yeah, and he said, it. like, oh, look, let's get my older brother. Third goalkeeper. Yeah, let's get him a contract for, you know, I think it was like 1.8 million euros a year. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's not a good It makes you look like, you know, you're flexing on behalf of, of little bro or big bro yeah. in Donnarumma's case. It puts pressure and like, big bro, you don't deserve to be here. I don't think Castilla is the right place when your last name is Mbappe, unless your first name is Killian, for you to develop. Maybe, yeah. Viewed from the outside, I think he should stay where he is and grow at uh, I think that's what would happen. I think that's what would happen. Vinicius makes his return to Valencia this Sunday in the league for the first time, Gabi, since he was racially abused in that stadium. And the club, as in Valencia, have denied access to a... Brazilian documentary crew uh, who's doing a documentary on Vinicius uh, that's reporting uh, the story. Gab, is this a big deal? So they denied accreditation, meaning yeah, like, you can't um, get it. I mean, they're not stopping them from buying a ticket and going in, although then, you know, I don't think they'd be allowed to film. I think mm -hmm. that there's rules governing this. I don't think this is a big deal. I, I think if I'm Valencia, this is exactly what, what I would do because my job is to protect my club from situations and so i cannot you, control you're scared that if if he's get racially abused again then that would be in a documentary well it would probably be leaked immediately because there's a bunch of people running around with cameras even more so yeah. than before you know I, I think valencia are in a particular situation i think people often don't understand this about clubs especially valencia especially given who still owns uh valencia where you have a lot of fans who are angry with the club or yeah. angry yeah. with the owner yeah uh you cannot control forty thousand people inside your stadium, right? So putting the Venetia's documentary film crew amongst your fans 
I think is slightly like waving a red flag to a bull. So they're not they're they're not journalists. They're not you know jersey cover the game weekend without. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have any special access to to accreditation any more than the other film crew. I understand this, and I don't. I personally don't have a problem with it. Yeah, it's their stadium. I agree. Bordeaux's Albert uh, is uh, out of his coma, Jules. Um, Albert Ellis, of course. Yeah. Uh, we pray for his recovery. Yeah, it's good news, Gabby, though. We mentioned the story on Monday. The uh, the whole thing happened on at the weekend, the head of Clash, and then he was in an induced coma because he was not responsive. Now the doctors are still quite cautious and, say, and the family is saying we need to wait to see how he kind of reacts. And everything, but he's he's woken up, which is very good, and and let's just hope that everything is fine, because that was a very very scary time for for him and all the people around him. This was also way back on Monday, Gabby, but Fiorentina beat Lazio two one, and it was a pretty incredible game. Pretty incredible in the fact that Fiorentina it was amazing. hit the woodwork four times, four times in the same game, including a a, a missed penalty. Uh, Lazio actually took the lead with Luis Alberto, and then who got the a, Captain Jack. Of Captain course. Jack got them high again. Jack Bonaventura scoring the late, late winner for Fiorentina. I'm happy. I'm happy for Fiorentina to play attacking football. They play really attacking football, in fact. Sometimes it's feast, sometimes it's famine. Yeah. But they're really, really fun to watch. They have some good players. As for Lazio, I don't know if their minds were on Bayern already. It's, it's a ways away. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's a deserved win for Fiorentina. Definitely. World champion Spain have added the Women's Nations League to their trophy cabinet. Jules, I watched the extended highlights. Yeah. This looked to me very one-sided. Well, yeah, I watched the whole game, Gabby, and you could have just watched the extended highlights and it would have been the same. It was just, there was no match, really. I don't know if the French were a bit nervous because it was their first final, their first big final, even if it's the, only the first edition of the Women's Nation, Nations League. It was in Sevilla against the world champions, against a team that looked, that is so good and looks so good, and maybe the French were just, yeah, just a little bit too nervous to play their own game, but they was just they were battered. It's only two 0 in the end. It could have been way more. The French had zero shot on target. Like the Spanish goalkeeper had nothing to do the whole game. Not even like a beginning of let me come out here and dive in for the ball or nothing. Yeah, I, I, I saw in the highlights. I saw so Kerchawi getting like frustrated, waving her, or yeah. waving her arms. But uh, but yeah, they were thoroughly. Yeah, outside. Basha wasn't good. Gianni wasn't good. Nobody was good in the French. I but it's good. It's good. I guess. Sorry, just before you go, that this happens now, five months before the Olympics, which is still the the biggest um, challenge in a way and and ambition for them. And see where they are compared to Spain, and 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 pray to avoid Spain until as far as possible in the Olympic tournament. Newcastle co-owner Amanda Stavely was in court as a Greek shipping tycoon says that he owes he owes her. Or no, she, she owes, owes him. him. She sorry, owes him. Sorry, yeah, sorry. she owes him thirty-seven million pounds. Is this going to be a problem for Newcastle? Thirty-seven million pounds—that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. So this is obviously a person, a guy named Restis, who she fell out with. He he says he loaned her the money in two thousand and nine. Right. Um, he actually he testified on her behalf. Remember, she had that big case against Barclays. Oh, yeah. uh, I think there's questions about Amanda Stavely and how much money she actually has. Yeah. And, you know, people say she's worth more than a hundred million. She's worth more than a hundred million because she borrows thirty-seven million from this guy, fifty million from that guy. <laughs> Doesn't pay it back, but I could be worth yeah. that much, much. So I, I don't know. Good news though, this is a football show. Newcastle. This doesn't really affect no. anything at all no, because it shouldn't. It shouldn't. 
uh, she owns a small slice of the club, and lucky for you, the other owners, the Rubin Brothers and um, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I think they have money. a little bit of money. Yeah, they do. Mundo Deportivo reports that Barcelona are considering signing David De Gea as a backup to Marc-Andre Ter Stegen. Does this make sense to you? What's wrong with Inaki Peña? Well, he's Is got it, contra contractual issues. Okay, so let's see what happens with Peña, if, if you can resolve those issues or not. If you, if you happen to be without any yeah. other goalkeeper than Ter Stegen, that is just nobody else that you can promote from La Masia, or, then maybe you look at De Gea, but somebody who wouldn't have had a club in a whole, well, I would suspect the whole right. season. And who would still want a lot of money. You're not going to waste that on a backup exactly. goalkeeper. You have zero money okay. already, Listen, man. What's the point? I, I think this is a story of De Gea being, you know, he's pitched himself to every football club in the world. He's tried hard this season. I can't imagine you'd want to come back into football to be a backup. I, I would hate to think, I would hate to think that they sign him as a free agent. Surely With not. a view, no, no with a view towards selling Ter Stegen because Ter Stegen is oh, really important. Also, I see what the other thing mean. about the way Barcelona play, having a goalkeeper who's good with his feet is really important. David De Gea has a lot of strengths. Playing with his feet, not one of them. Definitely not one of them. Gab, I know you love your predictions. So what about the draw for the quarterfinal of the FA Cup? Manchester City against Newcastle, Chelsea, Leicester, Wolves, oh, Let's do this together, Jules. Come okay. on, come on. All right, City, Newcastle, who you got? City. City, Every yes. Day. It's just going to be all chalk. Chelsea, Leicester. Oh, I mean, uh, you're go the I like I like Leicester. I like Mareska a lot this season. But you're right. I think the priority a, for them will be the league and not the cup. And the priority for Chelsea will naturally be the cup so. and not the league. And so it's a Chelsea bridge. Will just yeah. about though. No, you know, just about they go through. Wolves, Coventry, City, Team uh, Gary O'Neill. Let's go. Team let's Gary do this. Only, let's go. Of Gary. Course. Gary, because that's the priority as well, the FA Cup, because they will finish 9th, 10th, 11th in the league. It doesn't matter so much. Manchester United and Ooh. Liverpool. What kind of Liverpool team? The, the under-21s team or the first team? Look, I think they play these games in a couple of weeks in March. Um, I don't March, think yeah. the injured guys are going to be back. I wouldn't blame Klopp if he plays a mixture of kids. and He's got to win the league. It's more important to him. I know, so, but he wants to win everything no, for the last season. I presume he wants to win everything every season, but he's also a realistic man who's got a, who would rather win no, a know, title. So I'm going to say this is the most likely upset is United and would Ooh. be an upset. And it's at all nah, I go Liverpool. I'm going to go United. I go Liverpool on penalties. French President Emmanuel Macron met with the Emir of Qatar, so it was entirely normal that Kylian Mbappe oh. would be invited along too, right, Jules? And Nasser Al Khalifi and a few people from the club, not not just Kylian and the Emir, although they they shook hands, they had a little. Uh, discussion apparently the Emir wished him good luck um, I, for for his new adventures new ventures whatever you say but yeah it was it was still funny you could see where they were sat when Nasser was sat the Emir was on the main stage with Macron Kylian was on this side um, yeah, it's cool to go to l'Elysée have you been to the l'Elysée Palace yes I used to uh, I used to go there um, every Sunday for roast what every Sunday for roast no, no, no. I, no. I, used to, I used to go there to visit Sarkozy when he was, yeah, of course. When, when he was yeah, in charge. I he had us that. over several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Cristiano Ronaldo was handed a one again ban. By the way, just on Kylian Mbappé, all the memes on social media were just amazing. People saying, yeah, they're going to give him Guadeloupe and Martinique to make him stay at PSG. He's going to become a, a, some sort of minister. It was, it was brilliant. Go and read them. Huh? Cristiano Ronaldo was handed... Why don't they give him Lucille? Yeah. <laughs> what would you rather have? Guadeloupe or Lucille? 
the no, city of the I future. Can't. And Copy's there. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Cristiano Ronaldo was handed a one-game ban for his obscene gesture at the weekend against Al-Shabaab fans who serenaded him with Messi chants. Gab, uh, do you buy his explanation? His explanation was, I respect all clubs and the joy after the game expresses strength and victory and it is not shameful. We are used to it in Europe. I, I don't know. If he did that in Europe, he would have been banned too. If he's referring to that vaguely onanistic gesture that he of self-love that he appeared to, or maybe mean something else, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't either. express. By the way, what do you do that? What do you think what that gesture means? It's kind of a stretch to say expresses strength and victory when you're generally <laughs> by yourself, right? I mean, it's still sex with someone you love, but still. Oh, my God, right. please. Anyway, on that note, Jules, uh, we got to come back. Uh, we're done. We're going oh. to come back on Monday. So many Manchester Derby this of weekend. Of course. How Amazing. massive is that? Amazing. Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself, but not in a Cristiano Ronaldo way. 